Podcast, and welcome to Ship of Fools, a nautical D&D actual play podcast. My name is Hannah McLean, and I am, as always, your dungeon master on this nautical adventure. Joining me today, I have Andy Latai. Finn Fisher. Nolani Stevenson. Reagan Starkweather. And Taylor Wallace. Malachi Kassir. And we are back. So let's do a little bit of a recap of the current situation, and then we will dive right in. So. The party finds themselves in, or more specifically under, the Aberrant Sea. Under the sea, under the sea. Uh, Yes, (laughs) precisely. Thank you. (laughs) Um, You've come out here on the trail of the High Priestess and her nefarious plan to kill the Lurker in the Deep. You found your way to the underwater city of Neftis, where you met some followers of the Lurker, a priest named Ta and an acolyte named Mela. Mela agreed to accompany you to the cult of the Lurker, who dwell on an island out closer to the Lurker's domain. You got some rest in Neftis and then set out the next day for the Lurker's island. However, you were waylaid when the sea around you started boiling. You surfaced to discover that this was an attack by some members of the Maelstrom cult, a storm-themed group um, that you had tangled with, like, what feels like years ago, um, but was in-game time only a few weeks ago, back on the Bluefin Tropical Resort. You handily defeated them then and were handily defeating them again now, but the battle was interrupted by an underwater ship sailing up from the depths and then surfacing to help you clean up and chase off the final cult members. One, nicknamed the Blue Bitch, you've never asked for her actual name, managed to escape by flying behind the clouds but you took care of all the rest. And the captain of this ship, who looks very familiar from a few glimpses in visions and dreams and Stella's scrying mirror as Finn's birth mother, called down to you to come on up to the ship so you could head off to meet Finn's father. So that's where we'll be picking up. So you see uh, the crew of this ship, which again has the lantern fish painted on the side, um, kind of throw a rope ladder down to you guys as is standard practice here. Um, You see Mela kind of calls up, I'm a mermaid actually. Um, And the woman calls down, we have a pool up here. Just grab on and we'll pull you up. Wow, a pool on the ship? It's polite when you're associating with merfolk. I cast shape water so that while Mela is being hoisted up, there's like a globe of water <laughs> floating around wow. her head. Does Mela have gills? I assume. Yeah, she does. But she can also breathe air. It's sort of like a... Okay. Um, it's just for comfort. Yeah, cool. So um, the... Do you all climb up to the ship? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Finn, do you know this lady? Well, it looks like my mom, right? Uh, you guys saw her in Stella's scrying pool. Yeah, but like, is she cool? <laughs> uh, she looks pretty badass to me. <laughs> Fuck it, whatever. I guess, sure. That's the spirit. <laughs> Malachi climbs up. You guys arrive on deck. Um, the Lanternfish is a fairly small ship. It's actually like about the size of Matt Black or even a little bit smaller. Um... Seems to be probably like six or seven people that you can see up here on deck. 
the um, Kraken priest that had kind of swan-dived down into the water to help you guys, um, once you're all sort of climbing up these rope ladders, he just arches in a column from the water that just lifts him up and deposits him on deck. Um, Sort of shakes off some of the water and strides, although his whole bottom half is like an octopus, so it's really more like slithers. Um, (laughs) Wow, I don't think we've ever seen uh, this on land before. Or I guess, I don't know. Man, I need a picture of this guy for my inspiration board. He looks just like (laughs) Cathar. No, Kathoth didn't have cool octopus legs. He didn't? I think Kathoth just had human legs. I don't remember what kind of legs Kathoth had. They're very similar, <laughs> but there's some like slight variation in terms of like which um, aberration-like features are present and which are not. Anyway, like I was saying, he uh, sort of slithers over to you guys, uh, bows to Finn, and then holds out his hand for a handshake to the other two of you, and is like, Glad we found you. We were a little worried when hearing the sounds of combat up ahead that we were going to be too late, but I'm delighted that we can finally make your acquaintance. Um, And you are... We? I'm Falor. Falor, you may rise. <laughs> um, he's already straightened up, but he gives you like a like a respectful nod in a sort of thank you sort of way. Hannah, is that a a Falor with a PH or, or an F? F, like F A L L, like Fallon, but with an R. Nice, nice. Like Phallus, but with an F. No, not like that. And several other letters different as well. <laughs> That's why I asked. Not like that at all. <laughs> um, he shakes. Well, he holds out his hand for a shake. Although if no one shakes his hand, he just sort of awkwardly puts it back at his side after a moment. I'll shake his hand. I'll shake it. Okay. He already bowed to you. It's very wet and a little bit slimy. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, after I shake his hand, I sort of like slap Finn on the back, wiping off my hand. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yes, we Ta told us that you were on the way, and we thought we'd better come out here and intercept you. Ta? The, the priest in Neftis. Oh, that guy. Yes. Listen, it's been a long day. Oh, so you're the cult of the lurker? Yes, yes, we are. We'll, uh, we'll bring you back to our island. Wow. There's very, very little time to waste. Of course, of course. Um, The woman, by the way, sort of, as you guys were climbing up the ladder, she sort of walked away from the railing of the ship and is, like, over consulting with a few of the others quietly. Um, You notice she keeps, like, glancing over her shoulder at you guys but hasn't actually approached you yet um but at this point as fowler sort of says this thing about how there's no time to lose uh she turns back and walks over to the three of you and also sticks out her hand to to finn like for a handshake i shake it vigorously and i say hi uh i know this is uh quite the question to ask someone you just met but mom uh, she sort of holds your gaze, um, and there's this this very complicated expression on her face. Um, and there's there's a pause for a moment, and then she's like, yeah, uh, hey, 
kid. Uh, I hug her. Oh, oh, wow. Oh. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Hi! H- uh, hi. She sort of awkwardly pats your shoulder. I'm, um, I- I'm, I'm glad to see you. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, proud of you? Um, you look great. Uh. <gasps> wow, really? Reagan's definitely not crying. <laughs> nope. Um, yes, no, it's, uh, It's good to see you. I'm glad to have you here. Wow, that's all I've ever wanted to hear since the entire uh, month (laughs) ago that I started considering your existence. Can I inset check this lady? Yeah, you can. I just want to see what the... (laughs) Why is she so weird? Mm Mm-hmm. Fifteen. Um, she's nervous. You can clock pretty immediately that she's, um, she was, like the other captains you guys have met, definitely has this presence to her and seems assured in a place of leadership. Um, but talking to Finn, she's, she's nervous and seems to, like, not quite know what to do with herself. But, like, the stuff she was saying, she meant it. She just doesn't know if she's supposed to be saying Or, like, what was the vibe I was getting? Yes. Yes. It's the vibe of sort of, like, is this what a mother should be saying when she's seeing her son that she hasn't seen since he was a tiny baby? You're not getting any lying from her, for sure. She seems to genuinely mean it. She's just not sure if you're supposed to, like, just say these things out loud right away or what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she pulls back from the hug and looks over at you two, at Malachi and Reagan, and says, And you are, um, Ta didn't give a name, it just said. Sorry, I didn't catch your name. Uh, my name is Adriana. These are my associates. Uh, this is Matt... <laughs> Malachi. Uh, Malachi. I, I presume, I presume if she's saying she's proud of you, she surely knows something that's been going on, or she's... Just saying it to say it. So, have you been like watching us? And this is Reagan. So, my name is Adriana. Um, to answer your question, we've we've been not watching you exactly, but the uh, the fish have been bringing word. Mm. Classic. The fish have been bringing word, and then we received word from uh, Ta yesterday that the son of the lurker in the deep had arrived in Neftis and would be coming on to the island the next day. Um, so, as Valor said, we set out in the ship to intercept you, figuring that we could move a lot more quickly than you could. Um, and I'm glad that we were able to find you. The ocean is a big place, but again... Uh, the fish were very helpful, as they usually are. Yeah. And hey, I'm proud of you. Thank you. You look like you've got a, a cool thing going on here. Love it. <laughs> I, thank you. Th- yeah, um, it hasn't always been easy, but we really have gotten to a good place now. Although this whole business with the priestess of Lithios is certainly threatening to bring it all down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how much information do you have there? Right. Oh my god, I didn't even introduce you to Mela. Mela, this is my mom. <laughs> apparently. Hi. Um yes. Uh, hi hi Adriana. And Adriana waves and she's like, "Hello, Mela. Yes, we've uh we've met once or twice." Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, the the cult isn't very big. Oh, that's a shame. Um and Mela's Mela's kind of yelling from the other side of the ship, where you see there is, like, a saltwater pool up on the deck. There's, like, a renaissance fair tank up on the deck of the ship. 
Yeah, yeah, like that. Or like a like a cattle tank, I was going to say. Another <laughs> one of those references that is not ubiquitous. And there is like another uh, another merfolk hanging out in the tank. And they're, they seem to be just like hanging out at this point. Mela seems to know them and they're, they're chatting. Um, Adriana, like while she's talking to you guys, she kind of like calls some orders over her shoulder to the rest of the crew and the rest of the crew begins to turn the ship um adriana's like let's let's dive just in case there's any other cultists who aren't with us hanging around up here malachi makes the white guy blinking face dive um this sort of transparent shimmering magical bubble appears around the ship. It slowly ascends like it's coming from the surface of the ocean itself and enveloping the entire ship. Um, It takes about a minute for this to happen and then the ship slowly starts to the sails start to pick up the wind and the ship glides across the surface of the ocean for a little bit before the nose somehow picks up and angles downward and the ship just ducks beneath the waves with this bubble around you keeping you in this little pocket of air as you just smoothly glide beneath the surface of the aberrant sea. Wow. We're sub the marine layer. Man, Malachi's sister got a cool-ass magic boat. (laughs) Finn's mom got a cool-ass magic boat. I get jack shit. You have an entire island. Oh, yeah. Well, an island's not a cool magic boat, though, yeah. It's not a boat, though. That's true. You know, I'd rather have an island than a boat, I'll say it. Malachi, you had an island for five years. (laughs) It wasn't a great one, Finn. We've been over this. Um, once the ship is below the waves, uh, Adriana looks back to Finn and she's like, so, um, you, where have you been for your whole childhood? Ah, here and there. Uh, so I grew up- Do you not know where you sent him? (laughs) Malachi, we're having a moment. Okay, okay, sorry. Uh, so I grew up in Gillsbury. Great place, pretty small, but lovely people there, except for Guppy. Uh, and that's pretty much where I was my entire life until this year, when I started traveling around. Uh, and I've been to a whole host of islands over the course of 60 or so episodes. Uh, it's been great going on adventures. Some really bad stuff has happened, too. So I'm actually going to retract my previous it's been great <laughs> statement. But uh, it's been something, at least. Oh, um, but the uh, Gillsbury, there were people who took care of you. You were happy, safe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had I had parents and friends. Okay. Malachi's fighting so hard to keep his mouth closed. Yeah, you see some measure of uh, tension relax from her as she hears this, and she gives this sort of, like, perfunctory, satisfied nod. Um, and she's like, good, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Like I said, I'm glad to have you here, both because you're the, well, because we're counting on you being powerful enough to help us deal with this uh, storm priestess oh, yeah. situation. Don't worry, I can cast various magic spells. Oh, that's you good. You can. I, I was hoping, but I would be glad to see you, even if you weren't a powerful ally. So, 
Um, right. The, the situation. Um, I'm not sure how much you've been filled in, but the high priestess from Lithios came over here. She's trying to kill the lurker in the deep, has been performing this ritual that involves going to a bunch of different places in the aberrant sea, holy places, as near as we can tell, or at least um, arcanically important ones. We think she's nearing the end of this ritual now, although we're not entirely sure how much time we have. We've tried to stop her a few times, but have not uh, won any of those battles, so. Uh. Hmm. And the Maelstrom cult, those people we were fighting, they're working for her? Yes, they, uh, they, they're associated with her. Classic, typical storm person. Yes, seems like the uh, aesthetics are lined up there. But you do know where she's already been. Yes. Um, she, like, pulls out a map, um, which is, frankly, she, like, she pulls out a map and she kind of, like, drops down to sit on the deck and spread the map out in front of her. Um, and this is, this is definitely the most detailed map of the Aberrant Sea that any of you have ever seen. Like, most maps that are made in the western sea just kind of have like a here be dragons over <laughs> this entire almost half of the ocean but on this map there's islands um there's abolith lair marked in a couple different places Ugh, morkoth lair in a few different places um neftis is marked as well as some other underwater cities or settlements um as well as just like some like symbols and notations that you guys have never seen or heard of. Um, and Adriana points out a few different spots. Uh, mostly, it looks like the High Priestess has not been like all over the aberrancy. It's mostly been localized to around where the lurker's lair is, almost in a spiraling pattern. A spiraling pattern that is nearing its center. Uh. Finn also sits down on the deck in the exact same pose as his mom, and it's sort of eerie. <laughs> so, uh, as you can see, we've we've had a few skirmishes like here and there and have taken out some of her people, but So these these sites are all lost? Yes. These are all the places where we have to assume that she was able to complete whatever spell she was trying to complete because she moved on from it. They don't leave anyone behind. No. They're okay. doing something, some sort of spell cast at each place. Well, that sucks. I was really hoping they'd have to spread out. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yes, as I said, we've been able to pick off some of her followers here and there, but there's a clear, like, she's staring down at the map and her eyebrows are kind of drawn together in worry as her sentence trails off. Uh, I've got a bit of a, um, a quick, hey, hey, Finn, uh, would you just cover your ears for a second? Um, why? Because you don't want to hear what I'm about to ask. Okay. I cover my ears. Okay, I am so sorry, but please explain to me how the fuck the conception of this whole thing works. I have been waiting all campaign to know what the fuck the deal... So you you birthed him? You 
you burst that child. Oh, child. We, we can talk about this now? <laughs> I don't care. It's been driving me crazy. Thank fuck. Mal claps his hands over Finn's hands over his ears. Mm-hmm. So, like, was it like a tentacle situation? So, why did you just, like, leave him alone in the ocean? You didn't even know he was going to somewhere safe? Okay. No, no, no. I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't care about that. I care about the sex. How did it happen? Okay, okay. I. Yes. It's it's a long story, a story that I... The next 20 minutes are bleeped out by Andy and Post. <laughs> Hannah lets off a blue streak. A long story, a story that I don't believe I owe to the two of you, but that I probably do owe to my son. Uh, he hates sex, so... Unless you guys were married. <laughs> she kind of winces. Uh, and she's like, I'll be discreet in the telling. It's not what you're probably imagining. That would wreck him, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, the marriage part, maybe maybe I'll embellish a little. Uh, you'll, you'll need to slip on a ring. <laughs> uh, she sort of gestures to Malachi to take his hands away from Finn's ears. <laughs> so, you guys do some bonding? <laughs> uh... <clears throat> uh... Finn, I do want to say, first of all, that I'm sorry. I'm aware that putting a baby in the ocean is not generally a mark of good motherhood. Uh, it was, I believed, my best option at the time, but I, I recognize it wasn't fair to you, and I'm very glad to hear that you've been safe. So... About 20 years ago, I left my home where I'd been raised. I, it was not a good place, and I knew that if I stayed there, I'd be stuck, and I'd, I'd never be anything more than, than what I was. So, I, I left. I left without really a plan for where I was going, just trying to get as far away as I could. And I found myself, after a series of mishaps that frankly should have killed me, I found myself, well, here, in the aberrant sea. And there I found a cult of followers of a god that I had never even heard of, the Lurker in the Deep. They regaled me with stories about his power and about how he was destructive and terrifying, but also beautiful and majestic and powerful and welcoming to anyone who was willing to, uh, to love the ocean, to become part of the ocean, to fuck, fuck the ocean, to not shy away from the darker and more terrifying things that can lurk beneath its depths and- Finn is nodding vigorously. That was exactly the sort of thing I was looking for. I found a home with these people. I felt accepted, welcomed, loved in a way that I never had been. They became my family, my home, and I was perhaps blind to some of the more sinister motivations of the leadership. Uh, 
Like Kathoth. They let that guy be a leader? Yes, although Kathoth was not around at that point, but people who thought similar to him. Um, but it was not all bad. Like I said, many of these people were my friends who I loved very much and who loved me very much. And one of those was a man named Sito. He had been raised in the cult his entire life, born on that island, grew up there. Uh, he and I became friends, and quickly, feelings started to develop between us. But when I had been there for a few months, I learned that Sito was not the ordinary half-elf he appeared to be. Uh, you see, he had been, since birth, he had been destined for something else. He had been destined to once he came of age, be part of a ritual, a dark ritual, the methods of which had been passed down for generations and generations, a ritual that would strengthen that which lurked in the depths, give him even more form and intelligence and charisma and sentience and strength. Well, it all sounds great so far. And wisdom and intelligence and constitution. Sure, yes, and strength and dexterity, too. <laughs> um, but what I didn't know when I first began learning of this ritual, I, I was exactly like you, Finn. I thought, ah, oh, wonderful, this god that we all serve, getting stronger, that sounds good to me. Um, it wasn't until the day of the ritual drew near that I finally came to understand that this dark magic wasn't something that Sito would survive, at least not in the way I knew him. So I I asked him to leave with me. I said, the two of us, we could go, we could run away. I'd done it before, I could do it again, but he said he didn't want to take this home away from me, and then I said he was being stupid, that if we were together it wouldn't matter, and he reminded me that it was his home too, and besides that, this was the purpose he'd been raised for, this was who he was supposed to be. He was so stubborn, and he had this impossible sense of duty, and I knew that I was <sighs> arguing with... Guys like that are impossible. Yeah. It was... He had my heart, but I was never going to fully have his. Mm -hmm. It was like... I mean, it was like trying to love the ocean. You're a fine girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But we did get a chance to, um, in the days leading up to the ritual, we were, uh, you know, spending quite a bit of time together. Uh, Malachi's gesturing at the ring finger not very subtly. Right. Uh, I don't know if we were, um, you know, I don't know if we were, you know, married in the traditional sense, but we, uh... Married! You know, definitely, definitely in the, um... The romantic sense, you know, I mean, and Catholic married. And what does marriage really mean anyway, when you're living in isolation in the aberrant sea, you know, all these kinds of social constructs take on different meanings. And anyway, Finn's eyes are very narrowed. <laughs> we were spending a lot of time together mm. as the ritual approached. Malachi and Reagan are both giving her the look like, ooh, like, ooh. Malika's like motioning across his throat, like, no, no, cut it. Hand across the throat. <laughs> Doing the sorts of things that people who are in love do. And you know, I was I was happy for the time. Oh, what kind of things? Oh, you know, talking and you know, appropriate things, definitely. Catholic things. Yeah. Um, we were enjoying the time we had together, even knowing it was drawing to an end. 
And when the day of the ritual's completion came, Sito swore that he wasn't leaving me, not really, no matter how much it felt like it. There was another island closer to where the Lurker actually dwells, and the entire cult went out there. There was a lot of chanting, the sea became black and then green and then blue, the sky seemingly mirroring it. Fish and aberrations and creatures that swam up from the depths and then swam back down again. Creatures that I had never seen before and some of which I haven't even seen since. And Sito kissed me goodbye and said goodbye to all the rest of our friends and then went up on a cliff overlooking the sea and flung himself in. And that was the last I saw of him. Or, at least, the last I saw of him in that way. The, uh, the ritual was intended to make him, his, his consciousness, his spirit, his soul, his what have you, part of the lurker, for the consciousness of the god to mm. absorb him. And I believe it did so. He is, in some ways, the man that I loved is dead and gone. But in other ways, he is, he is part of the god that I serve. And then, a few weeks later, I found out that I was pregnant. So, uh. I, by that point... I considered leaving the cult. I wanted to, even. I didn't want to stay there after what had happened with everyone that was there, but I had no money to my name. I had no family to go back to. I had nothing I could do, very few skills that would be useful to me. I was worried that I would just get myself and my child killed, but I was more worried that the same thing would happen to my child that had happened to Sito. I knew that the time we'd spent together was in the last few days before this ritual. Oh, me? Oh, okay. Yes, this was you. Um, the last few days that Sito and I had spent together, his, his body was already becoming a vessel for the force of the Lurker. Already he'd grown gills, there was webbing between his fingers, he was slowly turning into what he would become. So, I feared that my child would bear some of those traits. I knew... I wish... In a very real way, I was carrying the child of the Lurker. And I didn't want you to be raised just to be used as a weapon or <laughs> to be given back to the sea again. So, I gave you to the sea myself. I, I used what I'd learned, and I trusted that your father would make sure that you'd get somewhere where you could be safe. That was all that I asked of him. And I'd worry about myself later. And for a few terrifying days, I didn't know if I'd done the right thing, but a few days after I set you in the waves and watched them carry you away, I... Well, seagulls don't make it all the way out here very often, but <laughs> a seagull landed right on my arm and gave me a little scrap of the cloth I'd wrapped you in. 
and I knew that this was your father's way of telling me that he'd put you somewhere safe. And frankly, I, I wasn't sure if I'd ever see you again, but then over the past few weeks, we began getting whispers that the son of the Lurker was claiming to be out in the ocean, and, well, since then, I hoped you'd find your way here. So, do you and the Lurker still talk? <sighs> do you see each other? It's difficult to speak to the Lurker. He's not like other gods who walk among their followers. How do you know Cito's still... Uh, I can tell. It's a, a sense or a feeling. I Sometimes I I sit on the beach and I, I feel the waves and they'll bring me a seashell or a feather or a, a gust of wind blown off the sea that still sort of smells like him somehow or... <sighs> It's... it's difficult to know for sure, but... Me too. Yes. You understand. So... there weren't tentacles involved? Uh, no. Okay. So how... Sorry. Very sorry. This was, like, 20 years ago. How often does this ritual have to take place to empower the Lurker? Oh! Right! I got so caught up in talking about my son that I forgot to finish how it all, uh, ended. So, after all this, once I knew that you were safe, I decided that this was, that this was enough. Some friends and I, friends who'd also known Sito, agreed that this was not the way that we wanted as followers of the Lurker to be conducting ourselves. There was no reason that people should have to be thrown into the sea to make the sea gods stronger. So, we, uh, orchestrated. Well, you know what they say. Blood for the blood god, sea for the sea god. Uh, yes, that was, we decided that was not what we wanted to say, not in that way. So we uh, orchestrated a change in leadership. I'd like to say it was a peaceful transition of power, but frankly, it was rather bloody. But the old cult leadership was ousted, and nowadays we run things very differently. Ousted as in some of them are still out there? Uh, perhaps one or two, but it it was made very clear that they were not welcome here, Whoa. and the the blessing, the power of the Lurker was on our side during that fight. Right, right, but people who could harbor ill feelings could potentially Oh, most be certainly, and there is still... Giving away information that other people could be using. Yes, very possibly, and, and there is still strife. Sorry, Malachi's never smiled once in his life. That's fine, I understand. Uh, there is still strife within the cult as well. There are members who would prefer that we were still continuing to sacrifice people and strengthen the lurker and encourage him to bring about the apocalypse tomorrow, but tomorrow? mostly we have been able to keep things more stable. And the lurker was just cool with no more sacrifices? Like that's a decision he let you guys make? Essentially, yes. Uh... Like I said, he's... he's... he's not... The Lurker is known for dragging ships beneath the surface of the ocean and crushing them in his mighty tentacles and... Ooh. Yes, all those 
terrifying storybook things that the bards so love to talk about. And he does do those things, especially when his territory is threatened. Do not mistake me. And eventually, yes, the seas will rise to cover the land. But neither we nor the lurker himself have any interest in that happening right now. The cycles that that move these things operate on a far grander scale than any of us properly understand. And we... There is no reason to be increasing the bloodshed that naturally comes about with the ocean. That's... That's not what his followers are for. We keep him safeguarded. Mm. We're not increasing his destructive range. He doesn't need us to do that. Huh. So you're babysitting? Because I've killed several people in his name. Is that fine? Were they attacking you? Or harming you? Yeah. Or causing harm to others? Uh, Yeah. Pretty much all of the above. Then yes, that's fine. All right, nice. (laughs) So, Finn may or may not be destined to be, like, a messiah vessel who must be sacrificed in order to continually empower the god that he serves, so- I thought the whole point of that story was that they don't do that anymore. So if Finn isn't in danger of being sacrificed anymore, why is it, like, no offense, why is it a big deal that he's the son then if he's not going to be absorbed into the worker's body? Well, again- There are certainly those who would still like to sacrifice him and have him absorbed into the lurker's body. Allegedly nobody here, right? None on this ship. Uh, watch out for- Kathoth, we already killed that guy. Yes, Kathoth was certainly more toward that school of thought. Uh, He had an uh, accomplice named Hargoth, who was still an agitator within the cult, though he has not yet caused enough trouble for there to be any sort of formal method of dealing with him. How many other Oth guys are on your roster? Just those two. Okay. Kathoth, Hargoth, Morgoth. Because <laughs> I, I feel like maybe you should you should end the Oth line. Visigoth. Hmm, interesting. I did, uh... She sort of, like, she taps the skin right under her eye patch and is like, I did lose this to a Morkoth, but that was a great sea beast rather than a person. Ooh. Why would anyone name their kids something that ends with Oth after all this? Hmm. This is, you make good points. Uh, but. Did, hey, did you name Finn before you gave him up? No. Okay. Hmm. I figured if I wasn't going to do you the, uh. So Finn is from your, your other parents, your real parents. Right. They named me when they found me. That makes sense, given their whole naming convention. Yeah, I, you know, I just, I wasn't sure if maybe you had another secret name. Are you still mad about that? <laughs> I actually forgot about Reagan's other <laughs> name. <laughs> wow, what if I... I had a speech impediment when I was a kid. What if we all have a secret name? What if I have a secret name? I've never met my birth mother. <laughs> I was found with a tag around my neck that said, Heartmark. <laughs> I never knew what it meant. <laughs> But, yes, there should be... The reason that we're so excited to have you is that you can cast magic spells. And from what I've heard with a proficiency that the rest of us can't match... Yeah, plus four. um, There are some who can wield the lurker's power with magic among our ranks, but none who do it as skillfully as you and your allies. Mm. Yeah, they're uh, pretty good. I mean, they don't have lurker power, of course, but they can do their own little things pretty well. Mm Mm-hmm. How does the lurker feel about the keeper? 
Malachi, no one knows who that is. That's the whole point. I, I, the Lurker's a god. I don't know what the gods know. No one does. The Lurker generally has a rather antagonistic relationship with most other gods from what I've observed uh, through a combination of misunderstanding and... Uh, yeah, no, I felt some antagonism from the Lurker's magic in the past, so... Uh, yes. Maybe I'll just stay up here. Or- Malachi stabbed me once. <laughs> oh my god, Finn. It was part of a game. I didn't have a choice. You want to talk antagonism? Eh? I'm sorry. It was part of a game and you didn't have a choice? I feel like games are usually choices. Well, there were some extenuating circumstances. Listen, you don't really know anything about what we've been through, so... Yeah, that's true. It was uh, Malachi. She doesn't. You will keep a civil tongue in your mouth when you speak to the queen consort. This is the first... Uh, ex- mm. Well, hmm. Finn? About marriage. Yeah, you married Sito, and now you're sort of married to the lurker. I, I look I look very pointedly at her empty <laughs> ring finger. <laughs> <clears throat> so, in any case, we'll be at the island where most of the cult lives in a few minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, by, by a few minutes, I mean in like 50 minutes. Is um, this an above ground island? The settlement is sort of partly above ground, partly below. Well, partly above ground and partly below the surface of the water. Okay, okay. Um, there are a few things that we need to pick up there, as well as just wanting to make sure that the rest of the followers of the Lurker know what's going on. Um, and then I think we should go directly to the Lurker's lair, the place... uh, He's not always there. He roams throughout the ocean and also is sort of... You know, there's... There's like, there's always a part of him left behind, just as there's always a part of him that's roaming the ocean, one of those situations. I'm so sorry, I'm gonna be rude here, I'm just, I'm really trying to get the uh, lay of the seafloor, as it were. So, the, is, the lurker is a, a sentient being? Yes. A tangible being? See, the way that you answered yes. Yes, no, I understand. It's it's complicated. Okay. He, he is a sentient being with desires and ability to, to recognize his individual followers and speak to them. But a, a, at the same time, he is... And paternal love. Hmm. Yes, and paternal love. I'm glad to hear that. Does he know how to write, by the way? Almost certainly not. Unless... I mean, I suppose Sito knew how to write, so I'm, okay. I'm not sure how much of that knowledge may have carried over, but... Malachi pats Finn's shoulder. He never wrote me letters. I only wrote him letters. Exactly! <laughs> if he knew how to write and he didn't write you, then that's just rude. Well, sometimes he talks through Nurgle. Um, but as, at the same time as he is a sentient creature, he is also the living embodiment of the deepest, darkest parts of the ocean and the terror of, of deep sea creatures. So it's sort of a both and. Does he have, like, a, a body? Yes, he has a body. That's what I'm not sure if it's in the lair right now or if it's elsewhere in the ocean my uh what i understand and i'm not much one for magic myself but some of the other members are more adept with it 
When she says that she's not one for magic, Finn visibly deflates a little bit. Um, and we've learned that the, the high priestess's ritual will either bring his corporeal body back to the lair or will trap it there if it's already there. Um, and then that's what would allow the high priestess to kill him. Cool, 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 cool. But he does have a corporeal form. So how do we stop this? Like, are we just, is the plan just fight the priestess head on? Uh, that was my hope. All right. As well as if you can Hell yeah. perhaps interrupt whatever she's doing. So even if you don't kill her. But you still don't know what it is she's doing, right? She's casting a spell beyond that. Yeah, but we don't know what she's gaining from the sites that she's visited i think what she's gaining is so so when you cast a spell right you have to have there's certain words that you must say and and gestures that you must do and things that you must have yeah i'm just wondering if she's gathering material components or is it just something where she has to activate a portion of the spell at a different location or what i think it's more the latter we have not observed her like taking anything she's not physically gathering items that we could like destroy no although she does she has that staff that she's been holding aloft and like the other members of her cult were like holding orbs and wands and things and there was lightning sparking between them and a storm being created and oh yeah we've seen some so i i do believe if that process could be interrupted we just have not been able to interrupt it long enough or in a way in which they didn't just chase us away and then return to what they were doing. Hmm. Well, I would love to kill her, so uh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm- Is the lurker, like, okay with meeting people who aren't sworn to him, or is it like I step foot in there and he's gonna try and bless me? Uh, we'll be careful. We'll perhaps leave those of you who he doesn't know back a bit, uh- until introductions can be made, but that's a that's a problem for when we get there. Sure, why not? Cool. Um, if you guys have any more questions or discussion points, or feel free. Um, but otherwise, you can go ahead and take a short rest. Um, you're on the boat for like you know an hour and a half or so, so there's time. Okay, that's good. Uh, while we are short resting and sitting around, I want to pull Adriana slash mom aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, actually, I reach into my shirt and pull out Nurkrab. <laughs> and I say, also, this is my... I dart my eyes back at Regna Malachi. This is my best friend, Nurgle. <laughs> uh, she sort of, like, scratches him on the top of his shell and is like, why is he called Nurgle if he's a crab? Oh, he's usually a gull. <laughs> oh. Oh. In fact, give me ten minutes. I'll be right back. <laughs> And I go ritual cast find familiar to turn him back into a gull. Nice. Ah! He, uh, haven't done that in months. <laughs> You're as beautiful as the day I lost you. He, uh, well, I guess you guys are still under the sea, so he doesn't go fly around in the air. Um, but he, like, flies around within the air bubble for a little while and then comes back to perch on your shoulder. Nurgle, were you, like, listening to everything? You're all caught up, right? Ah! He nods. Perfect. Uh, and also, I, um, well, I just, I just wanted to let you know that it, it worked. Th- you know, like, I did wash up somewhere safe. I had a <sighs> nice time. I mean, I had two great parents. I had a whole great 
town, not that populous, but hey, what are you going to do? Uh, also, not a huge fan of the uh, industry of choice there, but that's neither mm. here nor there. But the point is, everyone there was great, and, you know, it was good, and I didn't... I mean, it feels... Sorry, it feels rude to say I didn't miss you, but... No. I never felt like I was bereft, you know? Good. That's... I had what I needed. That's all I wanted. I... Even without the threat of you being ritually sacrificed, I don't know that this would have been a good place for you to grow up, and I... I don't know, I've never been cut out for motherhood. But I'm I'm glad that you... I'm glad that you were safe, that's all I ever wanted. And I knew that's what Sita would have wanted as well, which was why I could trust you to... to the Lurker. The way that I did. Yeah. So... Thanks, I guess, because worked out pretty well. Good. Honestly, it turned out even better that- I mean, I never imagined that you would become a powerful spellcaster. Well, I guess I sort of did, because, I, like I said, I, I didn't really know how the, the influence was going to manifest, but I really am proud of you. Thanks. And I mean, I always hoped. I wasn't sure if it would ever happen, but yeah, here I am. Yeah, here you are. Uh, she gives you a hug, which is, like, a lot less stiff and a lot more relaxed than the first one was. Nice. I hug her back. And hey, if you want to do some mother-son activities once this is all done, we can give that a shot. Oh, uh, what what do... Again, I've, I've lived in a cult in the Aberrant Sea for a long time. What do, like, like, what do people in your village do for fun? Uh, you could teach me how to play backgammon. Oh, oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. I probably could figure out how to play backgammon. That seems like something I could do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> um, she laughs. <laughs> cool. And you guys are, you're all able to catch your breath as the lanternfish continues to drift toward the island of the lurker. So you guys catch your breath on the ship, get to talk to other people who are here, who kind of come and introduce themselves to you. Um, they're like a lot of tritons, probably like about half of them are tritons. Um, and the other half are like, there's an elf, there's a human, just people who are from all over, who look like they could be from all over. Um, and after about an hour and a half of sailing at a pretty quick clip through this undersea locale, um, it's a little bit, the ship seems self-powered. It's just kind of drifting through the depths. The sails move as if they're being moved by the wind, even though obviously there's no wind down here. Um, I whisper to the ship. I kneel down and whisper to the deck. I've got a friend that you would love. <laughs> Do you pat your pocket suggestively? Yeah. Hey, got Mal, Reagan, have we ever checked if Matt Black can go underwater? Uh, have we ever tried? I think it just pops to the surface. I think we have discussed this, actually. Oh. I know. Uh, after about an hour and a half, um, similar to when you were approaching in Neftis, you see the lights first. Um, these blue 
almost looking like deep sea bioluminescence lights ahead of you, um, directly toward the the mass of the island that you can see under the water where the lanternfish is heading. Um, as the ship slows down as it approaches, you, what you begin to see looming toward you out of the water are ruins or what looks like ruins, um, these great stone structures, pillars, and columns, the remnants of some ancient, ancient palace or city that was under the sea. Among these ruins, you can also see more recent signs of life. Um, there's like a place where a curtain is drawn over the entrance to an old cavern. Um, you see like stables with like several giant crabs and dolphins floating and scuttling around near it. Um, you also see humble little stone houses built next to and out of the remnants of the grander and more great whatever used to be here. As you approach and as the lanternfish slows, you also see above you um, the outlines of the bottoms of ships. Looks like maybe three or four ships um, lined up at the edge of the island you're approaching. The lanternfish glides in right between two of these ships and then slowly surfaces. As it does, the water rushes off the bubble and pours down to the sea below, and the bubble slowly retracts, letting you breathe in fresh air. The air was starting to get pretty stale as you were sailing along. Regan, when was the last time you brushed your teeth? My what? <laughs> As you surface, um, you see that the sky is pretty dark here. It's like a vaguely bluish green with all of these roiling clouds that are constantly moving. Um, the sea is similarly roiling, although there's no like storm or great wind or anything like that, but the sea is just very active. Um, there's lots of waves crashing up against the rocky shore. It's that same kind of dark purplish indigo color that you associate with the aberrant sea. Although as you watch the waves, they glint with odd colors or there will be strange shapes, almost like hands or tentacles or crab legs reaching out of the sea foam. Well, I wouldn't want to make a vacation home here, but... I would. Oh no. The shore that you're now docked beside is rocky, although a lot of the rocks are glowing faintly with that same blue luminescence. Um, built on top of the this rocky island are several small houses, uh, houses and structures made of wood and stone. Um, there's not many, somewhere between a dozen and 20 in total. You can also see that there's like a place between the houses where the paths go right down to the shore and also that there are like channels into the island where the seawater is allowed to flow right to the center of this little uh, circle of structures. Clearly, this is a community that exists both on land and in the sea. 
you also see kind of behind this little village here are plants. Um, some are in neat rows, like crops being grown, and also a more like forested or orchard type area. Um, you're a little far to see now, but the flora looks strange and alien and not like something you're familiar with. Although some of it is recognizable as stuff you may have seen in the reef. Um, the reef by Gillsbury had some strange plants too. And those seem sort of recognizable as well. Oh, and I've seen this kind of stuff in my visions. Yeah, uh, Finn, this all feels very familiar and homey to you. You've seen this a thousand times in your dreams or at least something similar to it. Um, the other ships beside you, these three or four other ships, you can see look pretty beat up. Uh, these are clearly, there's like lightning scars along the sides of them and cannons that are obviously non-functional. Um, the clear signs that these have taken a beating over the past few days or few weeks, as Adriana indicated as they were trying to stop the High Priestess. Uh, from the deck of the ship, you can see that in the kind of central central area between the buildings, quite a few people are gathered and seem to be... There's, there's like a group gathered listening to one person who's standing on a slightly elevated, like, step. Uh, and Adriana, as soon as the lanternfish pulls in and the bubble goes down and she sees that, goes, oh, shit. And she just kind of goes to the edge of the ship and just lightly leaps over the side and lands in a crouch on the dock next to the lanternfish and starts at a very brisk walk. She doesn't run, but she's power walking over toward the center of the square. I wonder if this is Hargoth. I lean over to Falor. Is that is that Hargoth? Yeah, that's probably Hargoth stirring up trouble again. Why didn't you kick Hargoth off of the island? He hasn't done anything kick-offable, although, I don't know, maybe this will be the day, but we sort of try to do things at least a little bit diplomatically. The sort of... the totalitarian rule by the leadership was what got us into the mess we were in 20 years ago, so... You guys don't have, like, a tribal council where you can cast your votes? Does he have an immunity idol? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, he's got an immunity idol. He found one weeks ago. <laughs> oh! Okay. Well... Ah, uh, well, I'm gonna get off the boat. We don't have to vote. We can just boot him. You know what they say. Shit or get off the boat. Okay, Malachi, we are guests here. And that's Kathoth's buddy, Finn. Oh, I, wa I listen, you don't have to convince me he's bad news, but... Actually, I turn back to Falar. Am I, like, in charge here? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that you're, like, formally in charge. I wouldn't step on anyone's toes. <laughs> but people will probably listen to you if you have something to say. Ooh. Oh, God. Ooh. In fact, that may not be a bad idea. Do you want to maybe, uh, he sort of, like, gestures vaguely at the group. I'll, I'll put Finn on my shoulder so he's on a higher surface. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys get off the boat and walk over, uh, to see that... Well, Finn doesn't walk. Finn rides. Onward, trusty steed! <laughs> yeah, so true. Uh, Finn rides, uh, Malachi and Reagan walk, um... Nurgle flies. <laughs> I carry Finn's net like a wedding train. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Actually, Nurgle will also ride on Finn's shoulders, so you guys are, like, triple stacked. (laughs) It's almost a human pyramid, except for none of us are human. And none of that's a pyramid. (laughs) We're in a pyramid shape. Well, I'm I'm wider than Finn. Finn's wider than Nurgle. (laughs) It kind of works. Ah, a snowman. (laughs) Classic, classic human snowman. Nurgle, don't pee. Ah! Nurgle doesn't pee, Malachi. So, um, you guys walk slash are carried over to the group to see that Adriana has stood right next to uh, who you presume to be Hargoth. He is a Triton man, carries himself with quite a lot of confidence, uh, a little bit older. Adriana also carries herself with a lot of confidence and she's like very tall. So even though she's standing next to him while he's on like a soapbox, they're still pretty equivalent. Their heads are at a a pretty equivalent height. Uh, Finn, of course, is towering over everyone. (laughs) You can see that they're engaged in an argument. And as you come close, you hear Hargoth raise his voice um, and say, we are just allowing ourselves to be pushed around and harmed by this this woman from the Empire. If we were to simply make use of the old rituals, the Lurker would be strengthened beyond belief. He would be able to send up a wave that would kill this woman and take care of this problem without any trouble at all. Are you volunteering? Maybe I am. Who are you? Everyone sort of like, turns. <laughs> Malachi points points up to Finn. This is my noble steed, Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Finn Fisher, son of the Larker. <gasps> There's gasps scattered throughout the crowd. <laughs> Several people bow. I golf clap. Thalassic blessings upon you all. Wow. <sighs> people bow. People applaud. I'm a person, not a steed. <laughs> they applaud for that too. Hargoth crosses his arms at first, um, and then as you keep talking, his eyebrows go up, uh, and he also, although it looks a bit begrudging, uh, sweeps into a bow. When he straightens, he extends a hand up, pointing at Finn, and says, So, the son of the Lurker, then you, of course, will agree with me. What the current leadership of the followers of the Lurker have been doing is a disgrace. There is no reason why we should not be doing everything we can to empower the one we serve to do what he wants to do, what he's destined to do, and to flood all of the lands. I don't understand why we are keeping that from happening. He's making some points here, I gotta say. Ben! What, oh, uh, what, what, what rituals exactly? Why are, why are you the one who has to empower the Lurker? I'm pretty sure the Lurker can make his own choices. Oh, certainly, certainly he can. There is no holding back the sea, but there is helping the sea. Even we meager mortals can do what we can to, to make it so that the waves can crash with even more power, that the great Beasts of the depths will rise to quash our enemies. And you see, as he, like, shouts this, you know, a lot of people in the crowd applaud. Uh, Honestly, I'm with him. And some of them, like, point at Reagan and are applauding as well. Reagan. What? Oh, no, my vizier is turning against me. We, we live on the land. We have our boat. <laughs> okay, not everyone does. Uh, Adriana holds up her hands, and she's like... 
My people! My people! There is no reason for this kind of talk! Somebody from the crowd yells out, There's a maniac trying to kill our god! I'd say that's a pretty good reason! And Adriana says, If we compromise our principles now, if we choose to sacrifice innocent people, to destroy things that do not need to be destroyed, to encourage wanton destruction, that is not what we are here for. We will stop this priestess, I assure you, but it, it will not come at the cost of returning to the way things used to be. There's murmurs throughout the crowd. Listen, I'm all for uh, the lurker being powerful and the sea swallowing the land when he sees fit, but uh, I mean, if what you want is big waves and the summoning creatures from the deep, I can do that. <laughs> There's kind of like gasps throughout the crowd and people are murmuring between each other somebody yells out oh yeah prove it okay in a voice that sounds suspiciously like guppy o'connell <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah prove it fine uh and i raise up my hands my eyes glow black and i'm going to cast control water yeah there's like a channel that goes uh from the sea right up to the middle of this square. So there's almost like a fountain. It's like Venice. Yeah, it is like Venice. And I narrow my eyes and I reach under my collar and wrap my hands around my arcane focus, which is a little dead fish skeleton hanging on a necklace around my neck. And I hold it tight and I focus my power. I can feel the power of the lurker suffusing this island and all the water around it. And so what I want to do is create a wave basically just offshore of where we are. And with this spell, I can create a 20-foot tall wave. And so as I'm standing there staring back at this guy who shouted out, a massive wave raises up behind me, sweeps toward us, and crashes onto the shore right behind us so that the spray of the wave splashes everyone in the crowd. Ooh. Finn. There's like a collective gasp and then a lot of like, oh, and a, a smattering of applause. Um, it's kind of like when you're at like, I don't know, like a water ride at an amusement park or whatever. And a big wave comes and splashes everybody. It's that reaction. Yes, gentle gasps and quiet applause. Uh, people look, they look impressed. Um, and Finn, would you go ahead and make me... I guess this would be a performance check. 14. Okay. So people are sort of, you know, some of the more impressionable ones in the crowd are like, whoa, wow, that was awesome. Um, others don't look quite as convinced. And Hargoth sort of curls his lip a little and he's like, Parlor tricks. That's you may wield the lurker's power, but are are you wielding it for your own selfish ends, or are you wielding it in true devotion to the one you claim as a father? How dare you! And as I speak, I'm going to keep the spell going and switch from wave to flood and just make the little pool in the middle of the square slowly begin to rise. <laughs> And I can make the water level rise by up to 20 feet. Okay. And I'm going to have it start to gradually 
rise. And as the water is now suddenly spreading out, lapping at everyone's ankles, I say, Malachi! Uh... I would like to dismount! <laughs> oh. <laughs> sure. Can I... Can I mount? Malachi doesn't want to get wet. <laughs> uh, Reagan, can Malachi mount you? Buy me dinner first. I've made you dinner plenty of times. <laughs> All right, fine. Malachi clambers onto Reagan's shoulder. Get up here. <laughs> wow, that's not going to be good for your back. Fine, I'll, I'll piggyback Reagan. I'm quite strong, Finn. Malachi, listen, Malachi's got to weigh like, what, like 500 pounds at least? <laughs> Malachi probably weighs like a ton. <laughs> I do have guts. Those aren't stone. I and My eyes are still flaring black and I start to march towards Hargoth. I have spent my entire life thinking of nothing but the lurker's will, thinking of nothing but what he wants. I have lived my entire life waiting for this moment, waiting for when I could bask in the full glory of his presence and be up close and personal. You don't know what it is to have the lurker flowing through you. I respect your service. I respect it clearly. You're into the lurker. At this point, the water is at our waists. Mm -hmm. But if anyone is going to enact the lurker's will, I am. Don't doubt that. <laughs> give me a give me an intimidation check with advantage. Malachi is clambering further up Reagan like a monkey bar, like a fucking Christ. That's not what it's called. Stripper pole. Jungle gym. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing that thing that couples do where, like, you have to start off around their waist and then you, like, go over and under and then, like, over their shoulders or whatever without... <laughs> like a scared cat. He shakes off his toe that got a little water on it. That's only a 13. Okay. Can Nurgle help you? I already had advantage. Oh, shit. You see that despite the 13, the people around you are taking notice that was a good speech, and you're backing it up with this, like, concrete display of power. Um, but they don't, they don't know you, and although you see that several people have kind of stepped back, these are all people who are used to being in and around the sea and seeing it behave strangely. So... It's perhaps not as scary to them as it would be to people who are more afraid of being drowned. Um, and Hargoth, especially being a triton, does not seem to be too uh, unsettled by it. He just holds his position and holds your gaze. Um, he kind of shakes his head and says, I just hope that when the time comes for you to really meet the lurker face to face, when it's time for you to back up what you're saying with your actions, I hope you'll be up to the task. And then he just sort of like, he's going to start to turn and dramatic exit. I grab his arm as he turns away and I step forward. At this point, water's up to our shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I lean in close and I say, oh, don't worry. I will. And I am using voice of the lurker <laughs> when I say that right into his ear. <laughs> awesome. All right. I'm going to roll separately for him and Adriana. And then I'll roll collectively for everyone else. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what's, what's the save, DC? 17. 
Yeah, okay. Based on what I rolled, the only person who might have passed that is Adriana. And she she has pretty good wisdom, but she doesn't have a plus seven, which is what she would need. So, you hear the voice of the lurker resonate in the water around you, and you feel it like a shockwave. Everyone who's in the water feels it physically hit their chests, and you see all of them take a step back. Uh, Hargoth stumbles a little and splashes back into the water, and you see for a second his eyes wide with this genuine, visceral fear. Kind of treading water now, he pulls himself together and straightens up a little bit and is like, Well, you certainly have the, the power for it. Thanks! He glowers at you, but it's it's bravado, you can tell. Um, and then he just sort of ducks beneath the flood and swims away. Uh, you see, a, a lot of the others are murmuring amongst each other, looking at you with this mix of wariness and awe. Can I, as he swims away, can I... Once again, switch which control water effect I'm using to redirect flow. So all of a sudden there's a powerful current pushing against him so he can't move forward. <laughs> yeah, he's just sort of swimming but not moving. Swimming like he's on a treadmill or a wave pool or something. Oh no, there's a riptide. He'll get pulled out to sea. Yeah, after a few moments he adjusts. Ooh, is the sea a bit much for you there? Yeah. Eventually, he sort of swims sideways to get out of the current, or at least attempt to. Drats, this guy's taking swimming lessons. The rest of the cultists are like, some of them disperse, others are hanging back a bit, um, clearly want to be close to you to see what you're doing, but also are scared of you. Um... Adriana, who also looks shaken, you saw her step back as everyone else did. And now she's looking at you with this very complicated expression. Um, but you, you see her shake it off and her expression goes a bit more neutral again. And she looks at you and goes, okay, I think there's something that you should see. And she beckons for all three of you to follow her and starts to walk, like, away from the buildings and toward this little section of forest. Has Finn drained the flood? Oh, yeah. It slowly drains. Actually, specifically, I start draining it as soon as Hargoth starts swimming sideways. So all of a sudden, he's just lying flat on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Finn, you little tool. (laughs) He ends up lying on the rocks and has to try to pick up his dignity. Malachi carefully clambers down off of Reagan and gives him a hearty pat on the shoulder. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome, bestie. Wow, he called me bestie. Um, do you guys follow Adriana? Yeah. Malachi looks disproportionately touched. She leads you away from these buildings and toward the like, past the rows of crops and toward these strange, twisty plants that are clearly just growing wild. Um... This is another thing where you're not entirely sure what they are. They're clearly not following the normal rules of botany or biology. They're like very large and twisty trees, some growing kind of sideways. There's lots of space between them and these huge round leaves. 
Adriana leads you um, not very far. The the whole island isn't very big, Um, but she leads you through the plants to an area that's basically right on the other side of the island from the community, from where you came ashore. Um, And she stops on a rocky outcropping and looks down into a hole in the island. Um, If you come up next to her and look down, you see that it is like a cave opening that drops down probably about 20 feet to the surface of the ocean. Wow. Mm, Looks like there's a hole here. You see that the waves are not going in there. It looks like a pretty quiet pool, but it is definitely like, Finn, you just have this innate sense to know that this isn't fresh water and is connected to the rest of the ocean somehow. Adriana puts her hands on her hips and looks down and says, so if we're going to fight this empire priestess, there's something that you should have. It's a weapon that was passed down through followers of the Lurker, but you need to be special or connected to the Lurker in some way to wield it. He's pretty special. Sito wielded it when he was young. And before he... Before the ritual, he placed it down in this cave. Finn, I think you would be able to go down and get it. Although there is a um, guardian that will probably try and prevent you from taking it. Typical guardian move, am I right? I also think that your friends should stay up here. This is one of those... Uh, there's something that's going to try and kill Finn? I actually don't think it will try to kill Finn and just stop him from getting to the weapon. Uh, but the, uh... Sito did some sort of spell on it. Again, those last few days before the ritual were weird. He was like actively metamorphosizing into a god. Um, But he made it so that the champion who was seeking to take it would be the only one who could go down there. Ah, it's like the ascent, but instead it's the descent for Finn. (laughs) That tracks. Yeah. I I don't know what you're referencing, but sure. Oh, trust me, it was relevant. The three of us nod sagely in understanding. <laughs> Nurgle nods sagely as well. Yeah, no, it, yeah, he, he's going down. This, I, I knew this was coming. So we'll wait up here, Finn. And if anything gets especially bad, just sort of yell. Okay, so I just, I just jumped right down here? I think so. Don't lock your knees. Can Nurgle come or should he wait too? He can probably come. He's sort of like a, although you are diving and he's a bird. Uh, give me ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. I sit down right there, and everyone has to watch for the next ten minutes as I do the cast again and turn him back into Nur Crab. Cool. You turn him back into Nur Crab. He scuttles and then scuttles up to your shoulder. Okay, where were we? Hey, do we know how long it'll take him to do this? Adriana shrugs. Nobody's done it before. Okay, cool. I'll bless Finn, like, right before he leaves my range so it can last for a minute. Work fast, Finn. Yes, sir. Okay. You cast Bless on Finn. Um, Finn, what do you do? I turn to everyone and I say, all right, uh, see you soon. In the meantime, uh, I guess you three can all get to know each other. That'll be fun, right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye. Be careful. 
And then I just jump down the hole. Cool. Malachi watches like an anxious smother. Hey, you'll be fine. He does this all the time. Yeah, everybody, everybody up top kind of crowds around and looks down into the pool as Finn splashes into the water. You see Finn does a sweet flip in the air before he hits the water. Beautiful. Wow. Nice. See, the well trauma means nothing to him. This is great. <laughs> you know, he actually tried to go in there to find you one time, believe it or not. Oh, interesting. Uh, again, I, I don't know what this is referencing. Evil well, I feel like there's probably we like 60 episodes worth of stories I don't oh, yeah. know. And 60 episodes of me wondering how in the hell you fucked Cthulhu. <laughs> Lovingly. Uh, <laughs> the camera pans. I give her a high five. <laughs> the, the camera pans back into the depths of the water. Trust the old camera crew. Uh, Finn, you splash down and immediately everything around you is quiet. You feel that you are in a much larger space than you expected to be in. And you can see and feel nothing around you. It just feels empty and quiet and dark. Mm. You can, however, see as your eyes adjust um, down what feels like far below you. Something is glinting faintly. Well, I swim towards it. When you say I feel nothing, do I still feel wet? Like I'm still in the water? Yeah, you still feel wet. You're definitely <laughs> in the water. And again, oh, he's you wet. can tell that this is the ocean. Like, you can tell that you're in the ocean and that somewhere in here, there's a channel that leads back out to the rest of it. But it feels very oh. cut off and isolated. I swim down towards the glint. You start to swim down, and as you start to go, you see in front of you open up two massive bulbous eyes. A second later, you see a snout that sort of extends out toward you and opens with a mouth full of rows of sharp teeth. A massive cookie cutter shark is looming out of the darkness toward you, looking like it is ready to grab you in its sharp teeth. I need you, you and Nurkrab to roll initiative. Oh boy. That's a 13 for me, a 16 for Nurkrab. Wow, okay. Uh, Nurkrab acts first. So, what do you think we should do? <laughs> um, uh, Nurkrab kind of scuttles across your shoulders. He actually, he like, he taps out on your shoulder like a pattering series of leg taps where you can tell he's definitely trying to tell you something. Yeah, we both know Morse code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, go ahead and, and roll an insight check for me. 19. Hmm. Nice. Uh... Nurkrab is basically communicating like, this is a guardian, we probably shouldn't kill it. Like, this is a denizen of your father, another creature of the deep, uh, is what Nurgle says in his tippy-tappy Morse code. <laughs> All right, duly noted. Uh, prepare to give me advantage. He, he gets ready, squats down, gets his little crab pincers up. Uh, next is your turn, actually, Finn. You beat this guy in initiative by one. All right, so I'm going to activate my telepathy and just beam out to him. Hello, I'm Finn. Uh, so do I got to answer some riddles or what? Um, you feel kind of 
beaming back to you. Um, I have been charged with protecting this power for the lurker in the deep. I cannot allow intruders to pass. Well, I'm not an intruder. I'm his son. Sort of. I'm actually a little fuzzy on the details there. Hmm. Are you? Well, I'm Cito's son. You remember Cito? He's the one who, I I guess, hired you? (laughs) Oh. Uh, the jaws, like, retract a little bit. And the shark says, Years ago, years and years ago, I remember. I was told to not let anyone reach this weapon unless it was someone who needed it. Do you need it? I think so. I don't know how uh, closely you follow the politics up above, but... Not at all! There's a whole fleet and an evil priestess who's here to try to kill the lurker, and I want to stop that. Why? Well, because I don't want her to kill the lurker. Because that's my... Well, it's... My dad, functionally. Oh. Do you care for the denizens of the deep? Of course. I mean, the, if the lurkers destroyed the fall, it would be catastrophic. The fish and the sea creatures would have no one to rally behind. It would be a disaster. Mm. The surface is getting way too aggressive here. Mm. They got to be reminded what's what. Mm. Uh, make a persuasion check. The shark likes this answer. Dirty 20. Okay. You see the shark sort of move back a little bit. Again, it it sort of closes its mouth. You're telepathying, so there's no reason to be making you face down rows and rows of razor-sharp teeth. Um, and you hear in your mind again this raspy, low voice go, If you are the lurker's son, as you claim to be, as you seem to be, I can smell his presence on you. And if you will use this power to protect those who dwell in the depths and to seek revenge for the harm that's been done to the people who worship the Lurker, then... Oh, yeah, those air suckers are going to get what's coming to them. Don't you worry. (laughs) This sounds qualified to me, if the Trident will allow you to take it. Okay, uh, thank you. Of course. If you go to see the Lurker, tell him I say hi. I will. What's your name? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Shark. How's that spelled? Wow. <laughs> All right. I'll tell him that Shark says hello. Yes, thank you. That's several S's and two A's. <laughs> Not that he needs to know how it's spelled, because I don't think he knows how to write, but... No, he doesn't. (laughs) But he knows how to read. Mm, Interesting. You know, who can fathom the unfathomable, you know? Not me, that's for sure. I'm just a giant shark. Yeah. Hey, I don't don't like the tone of that just, pal. You are a giant shark, and that's pretty great. Wow, you're right. (laughs) You see the teeth again, but this time it's in a big grin. (laughs) Finn, he sort of moves aside so you can see the glint of light at the bottom of the pool again. I keep swimming towards it. You swim down, and you see that stuck in the sand at the bottom of this deep pool, there is a trident. It's silver, 
gleaming, these blue and green gems set within it, and these designs of seaweed and of fish and waves carved around the handle, glowing faintly with the same kind of bioluminescent blue light, the handle pointing up toward you as you swim toward it. I swim all the way down towards it, and I reach out and grab it. Yeah. You reach out and clench your hand around the staff of this trident. As you do, you feel a ripple of power go out from your hand, as if you can feel that that if you were not who you are, you might be blasted back away from it, but your hand holds to the handle as if it was always meant to go there. You feel the water around you pulsing with power and with warmth. This cavern that was empty suddenly lights up, and you can see that the walls are lined with barnacles and seaweed and clams and anemones and all these quieter denizens of the depths, as well as that lone cookie-cutter shark swimming in circles up above you. And above him, the light where your friends and your mom are waiting far up above. You feel the power of this trident coursing through you. Uh, The rest of you, um, from where you're standing up at the top of the pool, suddenly see all the water start to glow. Although it does not become any less inky or any less black. It just starts glowing. Is that good? That seems... Seems appropriate. Um, a couple seconds later, before Adriana has a chance to say anything, a trident rockets up out of the center of the pool with Finn holding onto it, this jet oh. of water propelling him up out of the pool. Where are you going? It stops maybe like 30 feet up from where you are, and for a second, this jet just hovers there, holding Finn up in the air. And then a second later, it showers down over all of you. Finn, you are deposited, still holding the trident, right there next to this hole on the rocky shore. Ta da! Great, nicely done. All right. Cool trident, buddy. Let's get after it. Did Did you have to. Fight anything? Oh no! I just had a nice conversation with Shark. With oh, with what? How many S's in that? <laughs> uh, several. Oh, okay. Wait, so, uh, that 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 wasn't that wasn't just you lying about what you had fought and making up something on the spot and coming up with Shaw. No, no, no. No, no. He was telling the truth. And we didn't fight. Cause like to me, it sounds a bit like you were gonna say like something else, but then you like covered it and you were like, it's a. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, no, I don't c- be preposterous. My, I mean, I can definitely tell that he he met sh- shark. I forgot about your thing. <laughs> um, as you guys are standing here, the water that blasted up over this pool is still kind of showering down over you, and you can feel it where it's hitting your arms. It's tingly almost but not in an unpleasant way just in a sort of stimulating way you can feel your hearts beating faster oh it's carbonated 
Yeah, it is carbonated. Um, You can feel the magic of this pool arcing out over all of you. Um, You all gain the benefits of a long rest from this rain pooling over you. And furthermore, level up to level 11. Uh Wow! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, And Finn... Are you okay there, buddy? Because I'm honestly feeling pretty good. I don't even like rain, but... I feel amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Finn, you are now attuned to the Trident of the Depths. This is a trident that requires attunement by a warlock and which has a very long description that I will send to you but will not read in full, but I will tell you what it does. Um, It has four aspects to it. For one thing, it is a plus one weapon, so if you attack with it like a trident, it has a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls. You also gain a plus one bonus to the spell attack rolls of your warlock spells while attuned to this item, and your spell save DC is raised by one. So just plus one to all those things. Mm. Its second property is called Fish Command. The trident has three charges. While you carry it, you can use an action and expend one charge to cast Dominate Beast from it on a beast that has an innate swimming speed. The trident regains 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn. The third property is called Transport via Whirlpool. While attuned to this trident, you can cast the spell Transport via Whirlpool. You cannot do so again until you have finished a long rest. And essentially what this spell does, um, it has a one minute casting time and it creates a whirlpool with a 15 foot radius centered on yourself. All creatures and objects within the whirlpool, when it appears, are sucked into the whirlpool. Mm. An unwilling creature can make a strength saving throw to resist being sucked in. Um... Everything that is sucked into the whirlpool then reappears immediately in an identical whirlpool on the surface of the ocean, (gasps) either somewhere the caster has been or somewhere they can describe precisely based on a landmark. Um, So you could describe something like 500 feet south of Gillsbury or directly above the city of Neftis or something like that. Just like anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. (laughs) Well, you you have to have either been there or be able to describe it, but... There's no, like, range limit exactly no range limit anywhere you can go wow the final property is called form of the lurker as a bonus action you can magically transform your body for 10 minutes when you have used this property you cannot do so again until you have completed a long rest in this form you gain four benefits You can see any invisible creature within 60 feet of you, provided it isn't behind total cover, as your eyes turn black or become writhing sensory tentacles. (laughs) You gain a flying speed equal to your walking speed and can hover. Oh, yeah. As you fly, your skin glistens with mucus or shines with an otherworldly light. Your innate swimming speed increases to be twice your walking speed. As gills grow from your neck or fan out behind your ears, your fingers become webbed, or you grow writhing cilia that extend through your clothing. And finally, 
Your body, along with any equipment you are wearing or carrying, becomes slimy and pliable. You can move through any space as narrow as one inch without squeezing, and you can spend five feet of movement to escape from non-magical restraints or being grappled. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, let me send that to you, because it is, it is truly a full page long. Guys, I'm going octopus mode! Okay. So that's the trident that you now hold in your hand and are attuned to because you you auto long rested so that auto attuned you too. Okay, let's go kill a storm god or storm priestess at least. But hey, who knows? Uh, After that, woo. Uh, as you say that, Finn, there is all of a sudden... Oh, we gotta stop saying stuff. You hear a bell start ringing from back over by the village, and you see Adriana immediately straighten in alarm. Uh, a second later, you all watch as the sea, out past this rock pool, the sea proper, suddenly pulls back and then very quickly rises up and this massive wave just launches itself over the island. Everybody make a strength saving throw for me. Tsunami. I feel like I don't really mind this. I like waves. <laughs> Is Finn, how long was Finn down there? Does Finn keep his blast still? I don't know. Oh yeah, that's true. Finn does still technically have blast. Dirty 20. 27. Wow. Malachi sinks into the dirt a little bit. <laughs> 19. Wow, good job, guys. Okay, cool. Um, you all, including Adriana, managed to keep your feet as this wave crashes down over you. I plant my trident into the ground, and the water <laughs> parts a little bit as it strikes us. Wow. Except not around me. I still get the full dose of water because I like it. As the water kind of starts to to run into the ground and off the rocks and down into the pool, um, you can hear a clamor coming from over by the village. And you can also, Finn, you start hearing this in your telepathy, a lot of alarmed fish, just a lot of, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. It's happening! <laughs> <laughs> um, and Adriana goes, yes, that's... Um, oh my god, everyone to your positions. That means the lurker needs something right away. We need to go. And she immediately turns... Oh, that's from him. That's not... Yes. She turns and starts back toward the village. Um, and I think that's where we will end our session for tonight. Wow. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> ah, man. Finn's been waiting to have a trident for 61 episodes. <laughs> well, he, he he can't use it for the, the normal intended purposes. Of course, he wouldn't dream. This is mud bath talk, but lots of stuff that was a long time coming here. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed that, which we hope you did, you can find us other places on the internet. We are at Ship of Fools Cast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. You can also find us at patreon.com slash ship of fools if you'd like to support the show, help make it easier for us to make more, and get access to our fun bonus content, including the mud bath, our after show where we sit around and discuss the events of the episode. Um, as always, we have some people we need to thank. Thank you to Theo Golden for our beautiful logo art. You can find him at tgoldenart on Instagram. And thank you to Lucas Mangold for our theme music. You can find him at lucascarlmusic at gmail.com. And you can find us. We will be back with our next episode on January 24th. So until then, we will see you on the open seas. 
Bye! Search cookie cutter shark bites. Those things are fucked. They give you big suck. They're horrible. And they do it to like anything. Anything big enough for them to she get a bite cookie out of. on my cutter till I shark. Like you can see like there are whales with like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to save my cookie cutter shark talk till the mud bath. <laughs>